Welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick and... I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. Welcome to our little podcast and come and join us while we talk about Lego sets, things happening in the Lego fan community and pieces we've stepped on in the middle of the night. G'day Jay, how are you going? Merry Christmas! Um, yeah, um, as we're recording, it's seven days, less than seven days till Christmas, so panic is starting to set in. Um, there's, what, less than two weeks left in the year, and all the things that I want to get done in 2022, um, I'm starting to find that um, time is not on my side. No, it's a bit like that, isn't it? All of a sudden, um, it's been a little bit crazy. The second half of November was full and first half of December was full of brand new set reveals. Um, and both as have a special presentations, but also just appearing out of the woodwork overnight on lego.com. Mm-hmm. Just about every set for 2023 has, for the January one releases have been revealed. And, um, it's been a little bit frantic and overwhelming, and these sets are starting to arrive on our doorsteps for review. Fortunately, we can't talk about some of them yet, so that means this talk isn't going to go on for quite as long as it could. That means that, dear listener, you'll be able to go and catch up with your friends for Christmas festivities now. Yep. And yeah, and I think just to get 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 you into the headspace that um, I'm not sure if you're you're in, Richard, but I'm definitely in. Um, it's just been a it's just been a haze of like building Lego, taking photos, bashing the keyboard, um, and rinse and repeat. Like I've just been building nonstop in the last, yeah, pretty much nonstop. Um, every single waking moment, I've just been building something, which is which is nice, but um, it's it's a lot of building, and I've been building older stuff for reference images i've been building some of the newer stuff um so i'm kind of like jumping through time um but it's been it's been fun it's been it's been fun my table's a mess there's just like sets there's like bits of like plastic um everywhere there's like all sorts of manuals all over the place it's 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 christmas you know it's it's december this is what december is like because we want to get you know as much of this content up and running before the 1st of Jan so that, you know, hopefully we can help you make, you know, more informed decisions about all the new sets that are dropping on the 1st. I also have a full-time job. I've resigned myself to not being able to get this all done. (laughs) But we'll get done some that we can. We've managed to knock a few reviews out over the last few days. We've got a few more to knock out between now and Christmas. And then it's... I'm just going to share with you all, listeners, it's my 25th wedding anniversary. I'm very excited. Um, My wife and I are going to take a holiday without the kids. Congratulations. That's exciting. That is. is. That's it. Given that our kids are 21 and 22, we're pretty happy that they should be able to fend for themselves while we're away. Amazing. And in the meantime... I have to start preparing for Brickvention. Perhaps I'll start my oh, build soon. Oh, yeah, that's that's coming up as well. That's coming up as well. When too much Lego is barely enough, Jay. Yep. So, look, we'll just take this brief moment, perhaps, 
no matter where you are in the world and who you're spending your time with, um, if it's seasonally appropriate for you to um, pay attention to this message, we'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas or a Happy Holidays, um, whichever is your thing, uh, from everyone here at the Rambling Brick. and Jay's Brick Vlog, Merry Christmas. It's a wonderful time of the year. I hope there is... Or there are many a rattling wrapped presents under your Christmas tree. And that you got plenty of Lego from Santa, yourself, from your loved ones. Or even the Kris Kringle at work. Yeah, yeah, those are the best ones. Um, so we've got a few sets at few big sets that we've been putting together lately. Well, you've been putting one of them together, and I ha- and um, but we've both seen it in real life. Um, this week we saw the. Let me rephrase that. Last week we saw the twenty twenty three modular building revealed the um, the jazz club with an attached pizzeria. Um, This goes on sale on the 1st of January. As is tradition. As is tradition. It's got a lot of pieces, as is tradition. It's an expensive set, but it's also one of the flagship Lego sets for adults that has been appearing pretty regularly now for, I guess we're now up to about the 17th year, aren't we? 17th year. That's a proverbial good while. Um, We had the good chance to catch up with Anderson Grubb, the um, designer of the Jazz Club, when we were in Billund earlier this year. Um, We spoke with him and we had a chance to have a look at the set on the whole. But, Jay, you've been starting to put the set together. How's that been going? Yeah, it's been a... um... It's been a roller coaster, I think. Um, so, you know, when you're at Billun, we were in that room for about, what, 30 minutes or so. Um, we're chatting. We had a really good, um, you know, conversation with um, Andy, as he is affectionately known by his, um, by his colleagues. Um, so we'll put a link to the show notes, but we've uploaded that um, conversation um, up as a video on YouTube. So if you want to, you know, early sneak peek at the modular um, go have a look there, but it's also a really nice chat. He's a he's such a lovely, passionate um, designer, very thoughtful, um, very you know yeah, just very just a very thoughtful designer. Um, so go and check that out. Um, so you know that 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 was way back in September. I'm so glad we can talk about it now because it's just one of those things that we've been you know we had to keep mum about uh, for obvious reasons. Um, so yeah, reveal came out. Um, obviously, you know, un- un- unfortunately, um, some photos leaked beforehand, and I think those photos weren't the best representation of the modular, and really kind mm. of made it, you know, just didn't do it justice. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And then you get the official photos, then you can kind of make a, you know, uh, you know, you. You get, you get the high-res photos, you get it from multiple angles, you get to see the interiors, the minifigures. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been a bit of a roller coaster of, um, um, you know, emotions for me because it's, it's, it's a very 
different modular to the previous year's one, the Boutique Hotel, which was a corner modular. It has a very you know unique European, um, almost Mediterranean-type look because it's a hotel. Mm. Um, this one feels a lot more classic, you know, for, because it's a, um, you know, it's a, it's it's two buildings. Um, you know, they're quite blocky in the style of you know older modulars. Like a lot of comparisons have been made to say like the pet shop because the pet shop has two buildings. This one has two yeah. buildings. Um, the detective's office as well. Uh, some people have draw, have have drawn parallels. So it's a bit of it's it's a bit of a you know older style modular it's not like the police station where it's just one big um one big building and the architecture was kind of like the highlight of the police station whereas the jazz club has um has a lot more going on for it than i first um expected if i can Mm. put it that way yeah it's kind of Um, like jazz in a while because not everyone gets jazz immediately and depending on where you are you know depending on where you are you know jazz is a different experience you know you you know listening to jazz if you're working on the gym or jogging probably not you know some people do it but you know you know it's probably it's, not it's the, really not the way that you listen to jazz it's not no it's not, no it's, it's, yeah. not, it's not it's not the right context for it yeah so, so I, had to, I had to get into like the right frame of mind and now that i've built um about 75 percent of it so far i kind of get it and it's definitely growing on me as a modular. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been, um, it's cool. Um, one of the things I really like about this, and it's very different from a modular, from, from, from a typical modular, is that there is a lot more emphasis on the stories and which are then augmented by the lineup of minifigures. So I think with eight minifigures, it's it's the most or the second highest. I think the, the, the Assembly Square had nine, but it was a very big set. Um, yeah. Town Hall also had eight, and likewise, yeah. that was another big storytelling set where you've had the couple getting married and yeah, and you know a few other little things happening around. And it's it's a fairly new development, but we're getting you know things like exclusive prints. Um, in modulars, we had one with the boutique hotel with the with the hotel um, concierge, um, mm. and now we've got you know the the jazz singer, but also um, the musicians. They have they've got you know unique prints. We have a new element that making making its um, um, its first appearance in a modular the um, the new cello or double bass. Yes, which thing. which was originally designed for video, but didn't quite. Um last the range didn't quite last long enough to see the cello released and yeah so so unusually for a modular i think the 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 set it's built around the minifigures you know every every Mm. every minifigure has a role and a and a and a space to occupy so you've got the pizza chef you've got the pizza delivery um driver you've got the musicians you've also got a magician um you've got the, the manager to the club Exactly. So it, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's quite, it feels a lot more different, like a lot more thought has been put into the story and how people interact with the modular as mm. opposed to what um, I think fans or longtime fans would typically expect from a modular, which is an architectural 
display structure with a nice facade. Um, this one has a nice facade as well. I think the dark red is a bit contentious with some people because it's it's you know if you look at if you look at the past um, you know color palette of modular, it's usually very muted colors. Uh, boutique hotel was 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 unique, but you can kind of get away with it because it's a hotel um, and because of the you know time and space that um, it's it's meant to occupy. But if you look at you know the the you know the the, the, the catalogue of modulars, most of the colours have been quite muted and neutral, yeah. whereas this one is very bright and very vibrant. But I, I would think that this this um, is in keeping with... It's, and it's in fact, it's not so much the dark red, it's the it's sort of the, the light blue. Is it medium blue or is it azure that makes up the lower part of the facade in front of the jazz club? Hmm. And then that's associated with the cool yellow which is the primary color for the facade of the pizzeria next door mm-hmm. which you know I, I actually quite like that as, as a color because otherwise you your contemporary pizza shops and italian restaurants particularly if you look in friends a lot of them are much more likely to be tan in color and i think that just gives it a little bit more pating um mm-hmm. is that a word um, it but just just makes it pop a little bit more to me, and I, I quite I find I find that quite appealing. Um, it's it's got a greenhouse on top. There's they even tied into the perhaps one the other modular that's got fairly bright colours around is the bookshop from a couple of years ago. That's got quite a bit mm. of the blues bookshop incorporated um... in it. The diner was was contentious as well because it was very poppy at the time, but now is you know quite beloved because of its you know bold you know and generous use of teal. So perhaps we need to go back and review our initial argument, Jay, and I'd suggest that the AFOL community is adjusting to the increased color being used in modulars since the um, diner about three four years ago. Yeah, and I think the <clears throat> the colors make sense to me right now. So um, I had a I had an opportunity to speak to um, to Jamie. So Jamie Barad, the, yep. the father of the modular modular building collection, and you know one of the things that he that he said that really kind of stuck with me was that this modular was a that the jazz club was an opportunity to tell nighttime stories and what happens in the modular street in the evening. So mm. previously, um, you know, there's, there's, there, there's really not much to do on the modular street. Break into the donut shop. Yep. There's um, break into the donut shop. There's, you can go watch a movie at the cinema, but that that's really it. So, you know, having a, mm. having a jazz club, having a, a pizzeria for that late night snack after you've done, after you're done watching the jazz club, um, the jazz performance or a, or a magic show um, is, yeah, it's, 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 it's a new, it's a new ish experience. And mm. in many ways um, I would interpret the, I, I would, in, I, I would look at the design of the modular from that lens of, you know, how it looks, in the dark, how it looks in the evening. And to me, the color scheme kind of makes sense in that sense, mm. because if, if it's dark, if, you know, and you're walking past the building and, and it doesn't look, you know, bright and vibrant, like the the, um, the dark azure on the ground floor, 
you know, mm. that helps kind of grab your attention. And it, you know, do you, do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't blend into like the darkness of the twilight. Mm. It, it's, it's much more sort of colors brought on by lights being shone on them and, you know, perhaps perhaps made slightly warmer because we've got older cars. The headlights are slightly yellow. The street lights are all going to have a little bit of a sodium glare. They're just going to be that little bit warmer light, and mm-hmm. it's um, just makes for everything to be a bit of a diff- have a bit of a different feel, a bit of a different vibe. But we've got those s- stories that are looking at, you know, the, the figures are all telling late night stories rather than, you know taking the pram to the grocery shop, yep. getting a cup and, of coffee kind of vibe. And, and um, it's a jazz club. Like, you, you you want a jazz club to be, you know, kind of cool, kind of unusual. Like, jazz is as a, as, as, as a music genre, you know. Mm. And, you know, ha- having that unusual colour scheme, I think, works quite well for me. Yeah. Yeah, no. But I think what... what, what what really works with the design is that it's very interesting because it's two buildings. Yep. So as, as your eye kind of scans from, say, left to right, it breaks it up in a very nice um, in, a, in a very nice way. Like you're getting a lot more architectural variants um, as you move from the jazz club to the pizzeria. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like that because you're getting a lot more value. Like, you know, it's, it's less, say, um, you know, it's less trying to find a word for it but um like the police station what is just one building so yep. you know that's all you got the boutique hotel has you know has the benefits of being a corner building so you do get you know multiple angles that you can play with but for a standard modular um that fits into the middle of the street i think it you know um it does the job well and it the, the facade is interesting but not for the usual architectural flourishes that you'd expect yeah. from a modular building. Now, I remember also from our talk with Andy, this wasn't the original design that they were hoping to use for a building here. They were hoping to perhaps have a shopping strip rather than um, rather than the jazz club, and they were hoping to be able to find a way where they could almost have like a row of shops with an alley down bet- down the middle but there were so many design constraints that just weren't coming together at the yeah. time. It'll be interesting to see if they can find a way to reconcile that going forward. Yeah, I think in a way, um, it's almost like, um, you know, it's almost like assembly square in a way because it's not, you know, there's a there's there's like a recess in the building. So I think mm. they wanted a, an alleyway with two buildings, but on a 32 yeah. by 32 base plate, there's, you know, just not going to work. Yeah, it gets oh, isn't going to work easily without getting too crowded. Yes, exactly. So yeah, that will be interesting to see. I think. Um, so, from what you've seen so far with this, though, Jay, how are you enjoy? Are you enjoying the experience of putting it together? Are you excited to find out how it looks sitting on your desk next to your other modular? Yes, yes. I'm gonna, you know, I'm interested to see how it um, integrates, um, you know, with the sanctum as well. So that's that's that my that's my current modular building setup. Um, so yeah, definitely keen to see how it looks alongside the other modulars. But mm. as a, as a standalone modular, I it's it's definitely growing on me, and it's it's 
it's the little details that you don't um that you can only get when you're building it and you know as the modular building takes shape um that i don't think you know can be conveyed with you know by you know images or promotional videos um if you're a modular fan you will be quite happy with it that's i think that's 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 the key takeaway and mm. you know people that love modulars buy every modular so you know they could you know it could be a half you know half destroyed piece of rubble um as 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 a modular you know construction site or you know demolished building people would still buy it you know I do remain disappointed with myself. I did fail to buy the diner and the corner garage a few years ago, um, which is a little disappointing when I otherwise have an uninterrupted collection going back to Cafe Corner. But Time to scour Facebook Marketplace. They're not too expensive. I guess it it is. I guess it is. You could be missing the brick bank. That's the uh, the expensive, pricey modern modular i think i've got two of them there you go trade up no that's not true i don't have two of those the detective right. store the detective shop went on discount when it came out and i ended up with two of those somehow. oh yeah no, I, I i think detective's office is worth quite a bit as well so you could i think you could trade you could trade up for a you know especially since it's uh, i'm assuming it's sealed uh, the one you you could uh you could you could negotiate a two for one I think we'll um have to give that a ponder anyway let's um move forward so once so one of the other sets that that I think we've both been putting together this last couple of weeks is the new Monkey Kid Ultra Mech oh, sorry the new Monkey King Ultra Mech part of the Monkey Kid range set eight double zero four five. Um, it's sort of a sequel to the original Monkey King Warrior Mech that came out with the first series of Monkey Kid sets back in May of twenty twenty um, when we were told that Monkey Kid was going to be a thing one day and the sets were released the next, which was kind of dramatic. Um, but that original mech just caused a lot of jaw-dropping when people first saw it because it involved mm. so much of the gold lacquer, the shiny gold elements, as opposed to sort of the warm gold plastic, um, particularly with tiles. Um and I'll have to admit, this has been one of my one of my favourite mech construction experiences to date. What about you? It's a solid mech, and I mean that in both a you know in a mech sense, but it's also a very solid build. I was very impressed by the stability and just how how balanced it feels. The, mm. the I've got I've got the older Monkey King mech. Do you? No, I, I I missed out on that one. Ah, I have it. It's 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 big. It's very impressive, but it's also very fiddly and mm-hmm. quite unwieldy. Whereas this one, you can pick it up by its arm. Um, you know, you can pick it up by its arm. There's a very nice. It's got a it's got a pretty narrow waist, but it's a nice place to kind of pinch and you know to move it around. Yeah, it's not too big, um, and everything's kind of attached quite securely. So you know. With, with with most mechs, you know, you might you might knock a few, you know, 
pieces off. But oh. this one feels very solid to me. You must have put it together a bit more firmly than I did. I've had a couple of panels that pop off when I go to pick it up and move it around, but I've also got slightly pudgier fingers than you. So yeah. I'm going to use that as my excuse. Yeah. Um, it's very balanced. It's very it balanced. Is, it is very balanced. And the colour, the things that I like with this compared to the other one, just aesthetically, as I say, I'm just, just for my looking at it, it's got a lot more sort of brick building in areas where cloth was used, cloth elements were used in the previous ones, so particularly around the hips and waist. There are these tiled panels and decorated panels that sort of go over some of the big gaps in the at the hips, but also at the shoulders as well. Mm -hmm. um, that works really well. The knees are fairly fixed. You've got the option to move, I'd say, for posing, but not the option to move them for play. It certainly isn't terribly stable once you start to undo some of the ball joints that are involved in holding the knees together. Um, and you get these fantastic, huge knife-shaped elements that are about 16 studs long and three studs wide and in one moment they're wings of a little jet flyer that monkey kid has and the next minute it's part of a ray gun on monkey king mech's wrist plus a couple of big blades down the sides of his legs those parts just blew me away they, mm -hmm. i thought they were pretty exciting um, it's definitely it's definitely added a very fun element to it that I think was kind of missing from the first. Um, the I haven't I haven't put my review together just yet, um, so but I'm gonna probably approach it from a you know how does this compare with the original mech? Mm. Um, the minifigures are great. The minifigures are fantastic. Um, we've got. Monkey King, we've got Monkey Kid, but we also have the three villains from the three rulers of Thunder Ridge, Lion Camel Ridge, Lion um, Camel Ridge. Yes. So we have the Azure Lion for reasons which I don't quite understand. Is teal? Um, we have the yellow tusked elephant, whose tusks are bright yellowish orange, and we have the golden winged eagle demon whose wings are golden don't they remind you of a uh, chima minifigures they they I... make they make chima look like they make chima look like fabuland these guys look mean and nasty yeah it's pretty cool look the um the, the the elephant definitely made me um you know nostalgic for the um the elephant tribe the mammoth tribe in Chima. Yep. um whereas the the, the the eagle has that beak that again reminds me of the what were those vultures oh and there was also an eagle tribe in oh yeah eagle yeah no no but like yeah but certainly it's a more vulture feeling sort of yeah. beak I quite agree there um the lions headdress headpiece is far more i suppose almost like a traditional it almost looked like a lion dance 
figure's headdress. Yeah. Um, and um yeah, and there's also um don't forget Tang with his, you know, cool oh, yes. priest headdress. Tang Tang looks far more like the way that I remember Tributaka looking in the oh, the Japanese television series of Monkey, which was the one that was on Australian screens when I was a kid and the world was not quite in black and white anymore and we we're still riding dinosaurs to school. Mm-hmm. Um so robes um a traditional hat there's also this bag of golden weapons for particularly um the monkey king and his friends for pigsy and sandy and uh tang and they're all based very much on the traditional elements the traditional weapons that they they had in um the original source book of Journey to the West. Mm-hmm. Um, one downside, one downside when compared with the old mech is um, the sense of scale, which um, which I'm quite disappointed that they didn't quite get right. So the older Monkey King mech had a, um, I think it's a two-story building. It, yeah, it had a two-story sort of convenience store building attached to it didn't it yeah the, panda, the speedy panda yeah and that was um that was very um that was very effective at just demonstrating just how big this mech was um mm. i mean you have minifigures that helps but it helps to kind of you know have a, a building next to it to kind of go oh this is a very big mech that that said this part this this set has more parts in than the original mech Mm-hmm. set did so even allowing when you consider that set also came with a very small um demon bull king henchman mech tiny mech yeah um and so and this is actually something that's a thread that's continued through the current um run of monkey kid sets there we don't have significant side builds like we saw back in the original series mm-hmm. but in that original drop of sets, they were all very expensive sets. They're value for money, but there wasn't anything cheap. I think because they were, there wasn't anything inex, there wasn't any anything particularly inexpensive because they all had what you might almost describe as extravagant side builds. Um, be they complicated vending machines, be they convenience stores, be they a um, another shop or a residential building in this wave we've got four set uh five sets there's this mech we've got two small sets um the combi mech and maze dragon jet and we've also got a large version of the yellow tusked elephant which is um it's quite a big it's quite a good looking set in its own right not looking for i haven't had a chance to put that together yet it's on the to-do list and then there's also the monkey kid secret hq which does give you probably that provide you with that sense of scale because it gives you multi-story buildings Hmm. um but we don't get those builds in each set to give us a sense of the town in which they're set now whether this because it's now presumed that 
builders and these are sets that are only really appearing in stores in Asia. They're otherwise only available online. Um, Whether it's because a lot of the people who are in those kids in those target markets, whether they've now will have accumulated a good number of buildings and so there's not felt that there's a need to put more in, um, or if it's just a way of trying to keep the prices under control and keep these sets slightly more affordable. Yeah, I think I'm, I think they're definitely drifting back into that mid-range, um, you know, center point of the price spectrum. You know, mm. like you said, you know, we, we used to have really big, expensive sets. You know, one at least one per wave that was, um, you know, you know, like the you know in the same price range as like City of Lanterns or, um, what's the you know the the fruit of the legend legendary the, the legendary flower fruit mountain yeah flower fruit mountain yeah. Um, these were selling for about $250, $300 Australian. Hmm. Um, huge sets. But even that first wave, the smallest set was about $60. Yep. No, second smallest set. The smallest set was um, May's motor- motorcycle, and that was about 50 But, yeah, they've all been relative. There's been no – for the first few waves, there were no real – entry-level sets um, that kids might be able to afford with their own pocket money unless they that they earn with a part-time job. Perhaps it was more one to be able to build with money they'd been gifted. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, this isn't the case this time, and we have two smaller sets. We've got Monkey Kids... Combi mech, which comes with this this mech's about 15 centimetres tall. It's got double-click hinges to make poseable knees. The hips and ankles are all on ball joints, as are the arms. He's got a great big sword. He's got his wishing staff. And I love the way that they've used a couple of car bonnets to sort of form the shoulder pads um it's a very tidy it's a very tidy looking mech and i kind of like that smaller scale as well like it's just you know it's built to be played with and yeah posed. and it's in the super robot scale it it is it's a little bit bigger than super robot um the monkey kid figure has just got such great printing on as well he's um the same one that came in with nasa uh Nehazar's firing set last year and so he's now available in a in a relatively inexpensive set and the other one that's priced at us in a similar price point is may's dragon jet which has got this fantastic sort of this swept back um, like those sword blades, but in tra- bright transparent green. Unfortunately, they don't fluoresce like the other um, bright transparent green elements like the canopy for the cockpit do. It's got a couple of stud shooters on the side so that it can fire. It's got a little um, like mini flyer that pops off the back. But even more clever with this is that you can attach it onto the... It's designed to plug 
onto the back of the Monkey Kid mech. There are a couple of clips on the back of the mech. There's one of these bricks that was introduced last year that was like two curved plates with bars in between. Those clips attached to that, and they go together. There's a frame that drops over the top, and that forms a little place for May to sit. Mm. You can make the wings pop out on exciting jaunty angles and it's, it's got, got a jetpack on it it's got a great big jetpack on the back it's and these two sets probably cost a tiny bit more than the smaller set did when monkey kid was first released you get three bad guys they're um ink demons uh two ink demons and an ink general if you buy the two of them um they've got black power blasts like you see with like we've seen with various superhero sets over the years and sort of flick off the wrist towards them um and you talk about the other mech being feeling pretty sturdy this feels significantly more sturdy i would say than many of the marvel mm. mechs um and i can see it as being totally meme worthy of the, this is the mech that i want and this is the mech that i can afford the graphics on all of these sets are just fantastic as well. The characters look beautiful. The torso printing is fantastic and incredibly detailed. The enemies have got great new detailed prints on their faces and on their torsos. There's there's um, a lot to love about Monkey Kid, I reckon, in, in 2023. A lot to love about it. I'm still looking. I've still got a couple of 2022 sets to go back at, and I'll, I love the coloring. You, you sort of there's a very solid color palette for Monkey Kid. There's a very solid color palette for May. Um, Monkey Kid's got this yellow, red, gold, teal. May's got the white, bright transparent green. Um, teal and bright green and they both sort of feel like they're 90s space sets when you're putting them together because you've mm. got these piles of parts that are all in monkey kid colors and may colors and it just feels right from that point of view this i'm really loving this as a science fiction theme um I'm I'm excited by the um I'm excited by the um it's not a base it's a HQ yeah it's it feels it feels a little bit like a village hideout yeah yeah the hideout um I'm looking forward to let's say this is another one that I'm looking forward to putting together it looks like it's designed to be merged in with the city of lanterns yeah so that I'm, you can... I'm keen to yeah I'm keen to probably try that out. Um, maybe sometime in the new year, but um, need to make space for it. <laughs> yeah, that um, becomes part of the universal concern. Um, but there we are. That's um, Monkey Kid, the Monkey King Ultra Mech. Turns out MK Ultra um, is probably not the way I should have been referring to it internally. Don't call um, it MK Ultra. <laughs> it's too soon. Too soon too soon um yes those pesky mind games um 
Well, we've had lots of other things announced recently, Jay. Um, yeah. I suppose one of the other things we've spoken about, Lego in the real world with Friends, the new Friends sets coming up a few episodes ago, but we now have got our first look at the Lego City sets for yeah. 2023 as well, and it does feel like we're going back to having a fairly heavy police presence in Lego City. Back to basics. Um, one, one, one important thing to note about um, Lego City is um, they've got a new creative lead. So um, Simon Lucas, who used to work on um, Monkey Kid, and before that he was one of the co-creators of... Um, um, I think he... Cre- yeah, he, he, he co-created Lego Ninjago. Um, he is the creative lead of um, Lego City now. So that's going to be exciting. Um, oh, wow. One of the things that I did notice is that the character names from Le- that we've had from Lego City Adventures over the on the boxes for the last three or four waves, um, they've been dropped. Oh, yes. Yes, I did notice that. Char- characters don't have names on the boxes anymore. This is this this feels right to me. Does this mean that Lego City Adventures has been axed? I don't know. We'll we'll uh we'll we'll see. I haven't heard anything yet, but um we had the last drop of episodes I think came mid-November, but I'm curious to see what happens next there. Yeah, I didn't realise that Simon Lucas had moved over to um, Lego City. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, and I think looking at the wave, it's it's familiar but different. Yeah. Um, you know, like there is, you know, we're, we're, we've got police back, but it's Police Academy. So, yep. you know, there, there, I think there, there are a few smaller sets with um, criminals and robbers in them. Um, but most of the more interesting sets are police training. Um, yep. So you've got you've got the police academy set, which looks kind of like a like a ninja warrior course, which is which looks like a lot of fun. Mm. Um, you have the, um, the 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 one that I'm most excited about is the canine training unit. That looks the police so dog funny. training. There's a, there's a tiny baby. German Shepherd. There is a um, there is a guy in a bite suit, you know, that cleverly uses the um, cactus minifigure. The, the cactus um, minifigure molds. He's got, yes. a, he's got a great face. Um, like the yeah, that that to me is um, that's going to be a day one purchase because that just looks so fun. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think Lego City is um, it's exciting to see. Um, it's exciting to see this new shift. I mean, we did kind of see already get a shift in 2022 when, you know, you started getting a lot more, you know, a lot less police and fire type sets. You know, we had a school, we had a hospital. We had the Coast Guard. Hmm. We had the ice cream truck with the bandits associated with it. Yeah. Um, and do- I feel, and I'm not sure about you, but I feel like there's now some healthy competition between city and friends so it kind of like you know like a like a like a um uh what's the um 
like like in the Simpsons, um, you had um, you had Springfield and you had Shelbyville. You know, there's yes. like a it's like a town rivalry going on, and I'm excited to see where um, you know where this goes because clearly the standard of living in Heart Lake City is much much higher than um, Lego City. Um, that's you know it's 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 probably one of the most livable cities in the world whereas you know city has just been plagued by um crime fire dodgy mayors you name it well heart lake city has been plagued by dodgy mayors and mad scientists they just never made it into the sets exactly well we have a police we have a policewoman mini doll for the first time ever we- we do, and if you look carefully at the set that she appears in, this is um, the Unity Square set, I yeah. think, in Friends. Yeah. Um, this is the first Lego Friends set that has been aimed at a 12-plus audience. Yeah. I'll have, I'll have much more to say on Friends because that's my next like that's my next big to-do um, to get through some of the Friends sets. But, yeah, um, I think going back to Lego City, it's... Um, it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we get we get a slushy van. I like the penguin slushy van. There's a there's a um, there's a growing kind of collection of these like food truck type vans um, in Lego City. We've got the pizza van, the ice cream truck, and now we have a slushy van. So that's exciting. Absolutely, and there's another garage this year, and this time it's a custom another custom car garage, but this time it looks like it's being run by a purple-headed woman in a wheelchair and it's they've got several cars on hoists and the set is designed so that cars can be customized by sort of pulling off again using the same sort of clips and brick with bar mechanism that we spoke about that we've seen in the monkey kid sets um they're a good old top shop yeah, so it literally is a chop shop. You can pull them apart and plonk them together the way that you want um, between lots of different sorts of cars. It's got the um, new narrow-profile wheelchair that will fit through a three-module-wide door. It is... It feels like a criminal enterprise. But it doesn't... We'll see. Entirely. Well, we will see. It will be interesting to see. Lego City Adventures, probably not as high on my list of programs that I'm going to watch as Monkey Kid has been or Ninjago for that matter. Um, But I'm excited. I think um... I'm I'm excited. I'll have some more to say about City in the next few weeks when I've had a chance to sit down and put some together. I'm excited for the recycling truck as well. Um, Although the price is a bit high. It's like $60 Australian. That's the price of a truck in Lego City these days, Jay. Ah, that's, I mean, it's, it's just a truck and some bins and three minifigures. Like $60 for that is a lot to ask for. I think, I think it's got a deeper message. It is telling us that there is a cost to going green, to increasing recycling rather than just throwing out this elimination of single-use plastics. It's actually far more expensive to produce paper than it is to produce these paper film bags. Recycling is more expensive than just dumping into landfill. Um, 
I think I think the um, costs involved with the recycling truck. I think this is really just a larger lesson that is being passed on to us all. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. It just it just feels like it just feels like there's like a price mistake somewhere because I don't know. It's just you know it's a bit much for what I think is an important message. I. My comment was mostly tongue-in-cheek, but it is... A, no, I think you've got a point. You've, you've, it's, you've it's, definitely got a point there. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just that, it's just sticker shock. Like, the gaming truck, which is substantially larger, it's, 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 it's a full-on trailer. It opens up to have, um, you, know, two, um, you know, two people fighting or playing a, a you know, competitive video game. Yep. Um, that's like sixty nine dollars. That's seventy dollars. Um, that's that's only ten dollars more. Um, it doesn't it doesn't make sense in my head. I look. I don't disagree with you. I'll I'll I'll, I'll be honest. I, I I agree that that feels like it's. It does feel like this set is priced a little bit more than you'd. It is priced more than you'd want it to. Hmm. Um, I'm just trying to find like the gaming truck in in you know if you put them together it looks like fantastic value, um which is which which it kind of is it's it's a very novel build we've we've never had something like that before, uh, we've had we've had garbage trucks, um in Lego City but uh, I don't know just like I really want to get it but not at not not for sixty dollars like is that. It- is it ten? Yeah, is it is it really worth ten dollars more? It does have a relatively substantial side build that, in the past, would have certainly been a set of its own um, value. The other thing is that the fire the fire command truck, which is just a big fire engine, is eighty dollars Australian. It's the same price as the custom car garage. There is mm. an emergency vehicles headquarters, which is. It gives us a police SUV, a fire helicopter, and an ambulance. That one um, looks good. That one looks good. I feel like it fits in very well alongside the um, the hospital. Sure, but would you pay a hundred dollars for it? Uh, no, no, absolutely not. I don't think people buy Lego City at full price unless. You know, you need to get a set on day one to review it as soon as you can to get all the clicks and all the views. Um, I am looking forward to the Police Training Academy. Yeah. The gaming tournament. It's going to land in Australia. It's going to land in, you know, came out of Big W and you instantly get a 15%, you know, 10 to 15%, um, you know, reduction in price. So yeah. that that's the flaw to me. Um, and then stack on an extra 20, you know, 20% on top of that and then then I think we start we, we start getting into you know more appealing territory yep um, but you know that that's Lego City I don't think you should ever pay full price for Lego City unless I, I think that's a very fair statement unless you don't unless you're the kind of person who doesn't check their bank balance every day because you have more zeros than you need mm. and look in Lego City we've also got off-roaders we've got a digger we've got an electric yeah. car we've got an otter habitat oh that's, that's 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 the winner that's that's the winner for me 
Yeah, and that's a $16 Australian set. Yeah, and that, oh, that's, that's going to go for like $10. Like, and when it drops down to $10, like I'm going to pick up so many of them. The other one that I think will go off the shelves quickly um, will be the Vet Van Rescue, which is, look, it's a four-plus set, but it's got two minifigures. It's got the little pug. It's got a cat, and it's got a animal rescue van. It's going to be another small, cheap set that, you know, when I was a kid would have been something I'd have bought with my pocket money. I'm sure it'll be one that there's actually a lot of. You, 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 know, why, you, know, you know why that set's a winner? That four plus set, that vet van rescue set. So I think that's number 60382. You know why that's a winner? There's no stickers. It's 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 all printed. No, that's 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 a four plus. That's a four plus feature, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that's exciting. It sure is. Uh, there are so many good, so many good looking sixteen dollar Australian sets. There's about half a dozen of them. There's fire. There's the police chase. There's the electric sports car. Mm-hmm. There's the Otter Habitat. Oh, yeah. finally, the electric vehicle revolution finally arrives in Lego City. Um, we've had we've had a few EVs before, but they were very you know tiny, tiny they, EVs. They now you've got a sports car. Yeah. Again, yeah. catching up, catching up to Heart Lake City. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think City City looks good. Um, and yeah, some of the police ones look a bit more, um, it just feels like this, the, both the city, uh, both the city police and the fire sets just feel a bit more imaginative this year. Look, it's they feel, not, they feel fresh. They feel fresh. Yeah. Like, like I think previously you, you, you'd, you'd always expect like a fire, um, fire engine or fire truck with a ladder, um, you could probably visualize it, um, you know, and amalgamate the, you know, the dozens of, you know, $40, $50 fire trucks in your head to, to produce an image like, you know, some sort of weird AI. Um, similarly with police, you could always just envision a police station or a, um, a police command truck or a police chase set, which is, you know, kind of stock standard, um, you know, They've got a template. They'll make a few changes, but that's what you're going to get. Whereas this year, I feel like they've kind of approached City with a blank canvas and kind mm. of imagined it from the ground up. And not yeah. they haven't looked back at like legacy City builds and go, oh, okay, it's, it's been two years since our last police station. We need a new police station, and it's going to look kind of like the old police station, but with a few different flourishes. Uh, this this year they've kind of gone all right we have a municipal service like the police what do they need and i feel i feel like starting with police training is um you know is 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 the first step of you know um a reimagination of what the police do in a city which i think is a very mature take a, a very contemporary take on it um and my hope sure. is that you know, as they as they start getting trained, you know, the police are just not are not just there to you know apprehend criminals or to um, to chase down 
robbers, but you know they'll play a more active role in the community. Like 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 most you know police, um, like most police, um, you know forces do um, in our country. Mm. Like I can see them going to schools or you know running like workshops or running talks. Um, police Carnival Day that would be fun. But I'm certainly looking at the um, police training academy, and it is it is such a ninja warrior set. Um, you know, there are monkey bars. There's a climbing wall. There's a zip line. I want to see police in space. Space police. That's that's an idea. If anyone. That's- if anyone's an idea, a designer in Lego that's listening to this, space police, just throwing it out there, you know? Police in space. Give the people what they want. Space police for, please. In red and blue. It has to be red and blue. Of course, if you've got space police, hmm? you know what else you need. Space criminals. Space Bring back- criminals. Bring back um, what's his name? Squid. What's 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 the squid guy name? Squidhead. Squidhead. Bring daddy. Yeah, bring them all back. See, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. There's hope here. Um, I'm starting to think that we're getting drifting a little off track. Um, the other set that we've both been able to publish reviews of this week has been, without notice, the. Australia postcard. Ooh. This has been a polarising set. Very um, polarising. We had a little bit of a briefing on this set when we visited the Lego Australia headquarters the other week, and they did mention that there were a few things that they weren't able to incorporate in the set, any buildings that were still under sort of copyright, um, any sacred sites which would include uh uluru or any depiction of like you know indigenous or indigenous yeah art or life and so we have the wide brown country with the homestead the gum tree off the billabong the water pump the Jet airplane overhead with the red tailplane. Is it Virgin Blue or is it Qantas? It's so hard to tell at that resolution. Um, and perhaps the best part of all is the kangaroo crossing, the kangaroo crossing sign, which is bouncing over a road covered in studs. Um, I think this is possibly. For me, that's probably the highlight. This is something that you'll only ever see in Australia. Um, I actually quite like this. It's a little bit stereotyped of what Australia might kind of be, but what... It's a postcard. uh, It's a postcard. What are you you expecting from a postcard? Well, look, postcards rely on cliché, and if what's clichés if not the hammers and nails in the toolbox of communication? Um, thank you, Terry Pratchett. Um, so uh, as far as a postcard, it does what it says in the box is my feeling. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon? Um, I like it because it's unique. It's, you know, it's, 
It's not a it's not a capital city. It's not Sydney, which it's isn't not. a capital city anyway. Yep. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Neither's New York, neither's no Beijing, London, and Paris all are. Hmm. But yeah, it's um, I like it. It's just it's it's just something different, and it it you know it just captures something that you know most Australians can take ownership of and mm. relate to in a way that's 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 not tied to a specific metropolitan urban center yeah uh, look I, I i agree from that point of view it certainly and the, co- the country's only like you know australia like federation like that's what a hundred plus a hundred ish years 100, old 120 whereas, years old yeah whereas um, the outback is you know predates that by you know Thousands of years, so sure, but corrugated iron sheds didn't exist there then. That's true, but you know, gum trees did. On the other hand, if you think in terms of urbanised Australia, while it might include about ninety-five percent of the population, it probably only takes up about five percent of the land mass. And so, in fact, this does a pretty good job of describing most of Australia. Hmm. I like it. Um, when series twenty four um, comes out, I am sticking a koala on the postcard because why wouldn't you? Um, and I'll link this in the show notes. But I I covered my postcard in spiders because again, that is very you know that's the Australia that people know. Yep, every animal is trying to kill you. Yep, um, spiders, snakes, irukandji, yep. bin chickens, swooping magpies. You name it. It's a wonder that any of us actually escaped childhood, isn't it? Mm. Drunk bogans on the on the tram. We try not to put those on the postcards. No, no, but you'll know it when <laughs> when you encounter um, Australia's unique wildlife. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, look, Jay. I think we've just about run out of time for today. Let's take another moment to wish our listeners a Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday Season. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you all in the next episode. In the next year. So I think we'll see you. We'll, um, we'll, we'll take a bit of a break, um, you know, for Christmas and New Year's. Uh, we probably deserve it. Um, you do, at least. Um, but yeah, we'll... we'll Look out for a new episode in the new year where we will, you know, um, dedicate it to a 2022 retrospective and kind of go through some of the, you know, let's 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 do let's do a year review episode, which I think will be fun. We would love to get your comments about your favorite sets from 2022. Reach out to us on social media, either Twitter or on Instagram, or email us at at extrapiecespod at gmail.com. We would love to know what you think were the best sets of 2022, what you thought were the worst sets of 2022, and what you think were the most underrated sets. Or sets you hated. Like, we welcome hate mail. Like, if you... if, if, if So long as it's not hating us. Yeah. We can take it. Anyway, hate mail. Like, if you hate a set, if, if a set really got under your skin, 
annoyed you for whatever reason, if you have a bee in your bonnet, let us know. But also we want to hear from, you know, the good bits as well. Absolutely. And in the meantime, don't forget um, to leave a five-star review on your podcasting application of choice for extra pieces. Every little bit that you do to help um, share awareness of the podcast is fantastic. It makes such a difference. Um, we know that we've got a dedicated audience, but we'd love to be able to help grow this audience going forward in 2023. Yeah. And again, a big thank you from us. Um, you've made such a such a great um, difference in our lives this year. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Merry Christmas. And we wish you a very happy new year. Meantime, I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick. And I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. And these are the extra pieces. Did he catch that? <laughs> we caught something. I'll fix it in post. You have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick. Your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones, written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones. Extra Pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy. <laughs>